The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Right, I'm going to start by asking you a question. Who, youngsters, I know you're older ones, has ever read the book Alice in Wonderland? Read the book? Had it read to you? Seen the film? Not as many as I thought. It's all about, funnily enough, a young girl called Alice. And the story goes, it's, she, she's enjoying a really hot summer's day like we've been enjoying. And she's, she's on a bank and she drifts off into, you know one of those daydreams where you, hmm, you're just drifting nicely. And she sees a white rabbit. A white rabbit wearing a waistcoat and he's got a big pocket watch. And he's going, I'm late. I'm late. She's, this is curious. And so she gets up and she follows this rabbit and he goes down a rabbit hole. And she starts to follow him and then she finds herself falling, falling down this rabbit hole. And she hits the bottom. She sort of gathers herself. She looks up and she just about sees this rabbit going through a little tiny door. And she thinks, this is really strange. Anyway, if you want to know more, you're going to have to read the book or you're going to have to see the film. But the fact is, from that point on, everything starts to go really strange. Things are like the other way around, upside down, the way that's not expected. And it, she meets some really curious people and she meets some really weird animals. But as I say, watch the film or read the book for anything more. But why am I telling you that to start about the diary of a disciple? And it's just this. When we read our Bibles, especially when we read about the life of Jesus, how many times do we think, he's doing that the wrong way around? He's doing that a very different way. That's a very curious way to go about things. And I think that's true. I think that, so I think you probably think that too. And I know that the people who would have listened to Jesus would have thought, really? That's not the way we do it. And certainly, I tell you who were very on this, the religious leaders. They thought, no, Jesus, no, not that way. That's not the way that we do it because that's the way, that's the wrong way around. That, that's, that's turning the whole thing on its head. But Jesus is about doing that thing. Now, the bit of chapter 14 I want to look at this morning particularly, if you've read it, is, 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 is this bit where Jesus gets invited to dinner. And it looks like this whole thing's going to happen again. And it says at the very beginning of, of chapter 14 that he does get invited to a very important leader's place for dinner. But first of all, before we go into that, I just want to ask you, in our minds, let's picture the sort of people we think of when we think of those that always want to get ahead. Those that always want to be number one. Those that always, no matter what, want to be in pole position. Have you got them at school, those sort of people? I bet you have, because when I was at school, I remember these people, always want to be, hey, I'm the popular one. I'm the one everyone's looking to. I want to be considered important. I want to be right up there. 
And sometimes, do you know what? These, aren't, these people don't care if they sort of push you out of the way or they, they don't mind if they sort of like, it doesn't matter about you, it's all about me. It's me. And it doesn't stop at school, does it? Because I know people like that in work. And I know those people in a lot of places I go to. They're the ones who want to be, I am where it's at. And it's sort of like, yeah, okay, all right. They want to be well-known. They want to press ahead. And that's often the way. And I think back in Jesus' time, things were done the same way. That's how people got ahead. I want to be seen to be important. So as I say, Jesus is invited to dinner. And we're invited to dinner by what the adult Bible says is a prominent Pharisee. Prominent means he's a top guy. He's a big, he's a big wig. He's, he's, hey, I'm important. And he invites Jesus to dinner, not just with him, but with lots of other people. Now, these Pharisees, guys, who, have you heard of Pharisee before? Children, have you heard of in, in kids' church? Pharisee? Pharisee? They're the important religious leaders. Do you remember? The Pharisees that Jesus was always having a bit of an argument with. Why? Because they were very religious men. Very wanted to appear. They wore fine, long, holy robes. And they walked around and they looked very important. And they told everybody, this is how you do it. These are the laws. This is how you apply these laws. No, you shouldn't do that. Yes, you should do that. And you think, well, the problem is, and Jesus spotted this, is that they, on the outside, they look very holy, but sometimes with some of them, not all of them, on the inside, that wasn't always where they were at. They were sometimes, you know what, I quite like this position. As I walk down the street, everyone goes, oh, rabbi. And they pay, make way, and, and they rather sort of like the position of being more important than everybody else. But in the inside, they should have been different, shouldn't they? They should be loving God, seeking to help the people, and doing things to help them to get on and to know God better. But so many of them were not like that. And Jesus spoke about this at another point in the Bible where he says, you know, you look good on the outside, but in the inside, guys, it's not the same. Anyway, Jesus has been invited, and uh, well... I think it's a lovely thing. Have you ever been invited to a party or a dinner or tea with someone you've recently met or a friend? It's a lovely thing, isn't it? It's a good thing. You look forward to going and you enjoy the occasion. But this wasn't the case because they've invited Jesus to dinner to catch him out, to trap him, to trip him up and to point the finger, the holy finger at him and say, you are doing it wrong. Do you know any troublemakers at school? Do you know any troublemakers at school? What sort of people are they? They're the people who are always stirring it up, always trying to give you problems, always causing problems for other people. Now, they saw Jesus as a troublemaker. You said, well, hold on a minute. How could Jesus be a troublemaker? Well, of course, he isn't a troublemaker in that way. But to the religious leaders, he is a big problem. Why is he a big problem? How could Jesus ever be a big problem to anyone? Because he doesn't do things the way they want him to do it. They don't do things in their style of doing it. So they think, we've got to watch you. We've got to watch you very closely because there are so many things you do 
that we don't agree with. And do you know one of the things that Jesus does that they don't agree with? He heals people. How can you get upset with anyone healing someone else? And it's not that they disagree with Jesus healing someone. What they don't like Jesus doing is he heals people on the Sabbath. Not just on the Sabbath. He heals people every day of the week. But on the Sabbath, he still heals people. And they say, you should not. Why should I not? Because that is work. And God has told us on the Sabbath, you do not work. You rest. You spend time with your family. You, 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 you think about God. You pray to God. You have, you have time of worship to God. You do not work. And they got very upset. So they thought, I tell you what, if we invite him to dinner with a lot of other people, if he heals someone, we can go, gotcha. We can send you to the religious courts. We can point out that you're so wrong. Well, guess what? There was someone unwell on that Sabbath. And remember the Sabbath day was what God said to, in, in giving the law to Moses, he said, yes, there will be this special day and you must not do on that day what you do on other days. Well, what does that mean? Well, you don't, you don't buy things, you don't sell things, you don't do all those things you do on the other days of the week. You come, with, yes, you do spend time thinking of God. But the trouble was, they'd added so many laws to this People didn't know what they could do and what they couldn't do. Can I pick up my mat? Can I do that? No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. And they didn't know what to do. They were so confused. But anyway, this man is at the dinner and he's very unwell. And he's been unwell for years. We're not talking about unwell that week. And Jesus knew he was being watched. He knew he was being, they were trying to trap him. But he saw this poor man and so he goes up to him. And because he's got great sympathy and great passion and great desire for the person, guess what he does? He heals him. In the name of the Lord be healed. And he heals this poor man. And that man then goes home well, strong, healthy, um, and, and good. And the Pharisees say, well, this is outrageous. He's healed someone on the Sabbath. What's going on? But Jesus says to them, listen, don't get annoyed because God doesn't think healing somebody is work. Healing somebody is making them better, is making them whole, is making them strong, is making them good. And, and, and anyway, you've got animals and you give them water on the Sabbath and you lead them out and you give them some fodder, you give them some food, you look after them. So why can't I heal someone and look after them and make them well on the Sabbath? And they were just <coughs> awestruck and didn't really know more to say. Now, the thing what happened then is dinner was served, or lunch was served, whatever it was. You're invited to dinner, so it's dinner, okay? And what Jesus saw was this. Everyone went, it's dinner time. And they ran, and they started taking all the best seats. Now, I can t let me tell you what a table those days looked like. You had a main table at the top, a bit like a wedding, okay? Top table, and then... Right the way down, right to the front door, there were seats and tables. And of course, in those days, as a bit like today, where's the best place to sit? Right at the top, right near the top Pharisee, right near where all the action is. That's where I want to be. And so all these people ran for those seats and put themselves down, and people who are a bit slow were down the bottom. 
And Jesus said, no, this isn't the way that we whack. If you love God and if you love other people, we don't push ourselves forward. These are the people I was just talking about. Do you remember? The people who are, no, I want to be big. I want to, hey, I'm up here. What will people think of me? No, he said, that's not the way you do it. It's really a case of turning it around, upside down, doing things differently. Because Jesus said, if you want to be, just be humble. You know what humble means? Put other people first. Do things differently. Why don't you take a seat down the bottom and allow other people to get their seats up here? Well, yeah, but I want to be... No, you want to be seated seated down there. Well, how do you explain that, Jesus? Well, I tell you why. Because if you come and sit yourself here, and then the Pharisee comes along and goes, Kevin, sorry, mate, you can't be sitting here. Down there by the front door for you, please. I've got someone else who wants to sit. How embarrassing is that? Mm, But equally, he was saying, how lovely. If he says, Jonathan, no, 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 no. You're not sitting down there. I want you up here with me. And he brings you all the way up and puts you right next to him at the top table. And how different. Do you see how different that is? Instead of, right, I'm I'm in the best position now. Here I am. I'm the big one. He was saying, no, you've got to do things differently, the other way around, not the way that the world does things. How many things do we do in the course of an average week that we go along with because guess what? That's what the world does. It's what everyone does. It doesn't matter. And even when we're Christians and we love Jesus, we can sometimes get caught in this trap and we think, well, that's the way, that's, that's the way it's done. It's the way it's done. It's just our culture. It's the way it's done. But there are so many examples in the Bible, and especially with Jesus, where he says, no, think about it. Think about it. Think what God would like you to do, as opposed to what you think you can do, or what you ought to do, or or you might get away with. What sort of things am I talking about? How many people gossip? How many people... I tell you what, when I used to go to London every day on the trains... It would take me seconds before you hear someone, and he said, this, I'm not having that. And he said to me, and I said, I'm not, no, you're not doing that. And I had a go at him, and he said, they're having a right go about someone, aren't they? You always hear someone having a pop at someone else. And people say, well, yeah, but everybody does it. But Jesus said, no, that's not what we do. We honor people. We're humble. We don't say rude things about people. Even if we feel, yeah, but, but even then, no. How many people say, oh, it was all day, it was my fault, when something goes wrong? Some, but not many, do they? Well, it was, but yeah, no, it was Kevin, it was him. He didn't do it. And they protect themselves. Is that right? It's the way the world does it, but is that right? What about, what about when people tell lies? I wasn't there. Really? No, no, no. And you say, well, yeah, but a little, how about a little white light? Sometimes... No, we've got to think. This is what Jesus wants us to do, to think differently. Here's a modern one. Just because everybody else spends time on Facebook or Instagram posting pictures of themselves in various poses, in places they've been, doing great things, the people that they've met, selfies with people somebody might be impressed by, Is that the sort of thing Jesus wants us to be doing all the time? Now, don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Social media has its place. And it's great. And it's good to, oh, someone's having a great holiday. I'm not saying that. 
But some people are just living Facebook. They're in it all the time. Here's a picture of me. Isn't my life brilliant? Isn't my wardrobe fantastic? Isn't the place I go to wonderful? Does Jesus want us to be doing that? I don't think he is. Oh, it does. I don't think he does. Especially, it's difficult if a friend is involved. Oh, if that's what your friend does, and that's what they say, that's what they do, that's what they like, it's difficult. Why is it difficult? Because you don't want to be the odd one out. You don't want to be the one who says, well, you know, actually, we should think differently. We shouldn't do it like that. And, and, and actually, my heart is that we should do this. Or that. I tell you, it's so easy to go along with things in life that everybody else is doing, even if you think that it might be wrong. Even if you've read it in your Bible, you know, Jesus doesn't want me to do that. But it's so easy. But you know what? When we love Jesus, we've got to think like that. We've got to be different. Whether we're a boy and a girl at school, whether you're at uni, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you are retired, it doesn't matter. We have to do things the way Jesus would like. And very often, that's upside down, round the front, round the back, very different from what the world does. And is it easy to do? No, it's not. Because I've been there, and I know it's not. Following the way of Jesus can be very difficult. And Jesus said himself, it's not easy. It's not easy being a Christian. It's not, no one said it was going to be easy. But when we're brave, when we're brave, when we do things that actually make us a little bit awkward, but we know it's the right thing to do, then we know that we are going to be doing things for good, standing for good, showing a different way. And do you know what? People notice. People notice. They might go, oh, yeah, you're good at two-shoes. Yeah, what do you know? You know nothing. You never swear. What's the matter with you? But people notice, and it has an impact. And that is what we're called to do. Whether you are, as I say, at school, or whether you are at work, we are called to be different. We are called to be light. We're called to be soul. And we are not called to do the easy thing, but to sometimes take the difficult route and it is difficult. But do you know what? When we're brave, when we do that, and we pray and we ask Jesus, please help me. Guess what he does? He gives you strength. He is there. He doesn't just sit there like a teacher at an exam. Not going to say anything. Just what, do what you want to do. I'm just going to watch. That's not our God. Our God is there. Our God is giving you his Holy Spirit. He's got to say, if you're going to do that, I'm going to go with you on it. And I'm going to give you that strength. And it's amazing what we can therefore do. Not following the easy way, but doing the things that Jesus wants. Because it's all very well reading the disciple of a, a diary of a disciple. It's all very well good reading our Bible, and we should. But if we're going to go, okay, that's that for today. Done my three chapters. Off I go. And forget it. We need to apply this, guys. We need to apply it. Okay. Children, how do we learn more of what Jesus wants us to do? Anyone brave and give me an answer? I've just given you a clue. <laughs> Reading the papers? Reading the Bible. And if we do, and, and certainly what you're reading at the moment gives you lots and lots and lots of information about what Jesus wants. Doing it, not the worldly way, 
the upside down way, the back to front way, but the way that he wants us to be, to be different out there. And as we pray to be given that strength. Do you know Jesus wants you to be the man, the woman, the boy, the girl that he's called you to be? Whoa, now that is scary. Why is that scary? Because I think we all think I could do a better job than I'm doing. But Jesus wants you to be that person and he wants to give you the strength to be that person. Just how Jesus was strong in that, that dinner. Everyone, is he going to heal someone? He's going to be, listen, I've got to do the will of God. I'm going to, even if people point me out and tell me I'm wrong, I've got to do what is right. When everyone's gossiping, when everyone at school is going around going, oh, we don't like so-and-so, she is horrible or whatever. No, no, we don't do it that way, guys. Certainly with your friends. He gives us the strength to do that. And we need to be different. And that is what Jesus is in this particular part of Luke 14. He's trying to get across to us that he is there and he gives us his strength. But he does things differently and he wants us to do differently. Not because we just need to do things differently, but we must not follow the pattern that is always set before us. If God is saying, we don't do it that way, then we need to be strong. Can you be strong this week? Can we do something that's different this week and reach out and show the love of God to someone? I think we can. Whether you're the youngest in this room or the oldest, we can all do something for Jesus in that way. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.